selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happier. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going oh. on, Larry? All kinds of things. I have been super excited for this podcast today, Daryl. Let me tell you. Uh, we're going to have a fantastic conversation. We got Marcus Sheridan in the house, and I'm so excited about all the ideas you're going to get. This is going to be one where you're going to want to grab a pen <laughs> and notepad, probably hit the rewind button a few times. We're going to have a great conversation today. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, one of the most exciting things that's happened at Selling from the Heart here this past month is we kicked off the brand new Sales Leaders Mastermind and getting this group of sales leaders together to solve problems, encourage each other has been fantastic. You know, it, it, it's, it really stemmed because in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, we always say, you know, it's, it's a like-minded and like-hearted group of sales professionals and sales leaders. But guess what? Sales leaders, they want a place where they can huddle and talk about their issues and challenges. It's been awesome. Yeah. So if you're a sales leader and you go, I could use a community like that. I feel like I'm on an island. I could use a community of other authentic sales leaders who are looking uh, to build a sales culture that anyone who'd want to come work in, uh, come join us. Uh, we hang out the second Tuesday of every month. You can go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash community to learn more. And Larry, this is such an exciting time right now. Here we are. We're well into the new year. We're two years into the world of virtual selling. And my <laughs> goodness, have we learned a lot? And boy, do we have a lot more to learn. Oh, it's I always say the way it was is not the way it will be. We're not going to go back to the way it was. We're going to take what we learned and become even better as we push through things. Well, and it's so exciting today to welcome to the studio, Marcus Sheridan. Marcus, author of The Visual Sale, the classic They Ask You Answer. Welcome to Selling from the Heart. It's great to have you here. Hey, what's going on, Marcus? It's a good day, fellas. We're going to have a good conversation. I have yes, we are. I think it's going to be pretty pointed, but I'm curious <laughs> as we get started, Marcus, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? You know, to me, it means that I'm more interested in the outcomes of the client or the customer than I am interested in the outcomes for myself. And it also means that I'm willing to say it for what it is. I'm willing to be brutally honest when the customer or the prospect needs me to be brutally honest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that helps the sale for me. Sometimes it hurts the sale for me. But ultimately, I'm going to make sure what's best for the potential client, what's best for the prospect is the goal. I'm going to let them know that. I'm going to be as honest with them as I would be with anybody in the world in that moment. And because of that, they respect it, they appreciate it, and you get that develop, you can develop that relationship of trust so much sooner that way. No, I, I love it. And I love what you said about the, the brutal part of this. And sometimes that's tough. Oftentimes in Selling from the Heart, Marcus, we call this just giving a rip. 
And, and, and that means doing what's right, even if it costs you. And I think, you know, that's, that's the crux of selling from the heart. And cost is a funny thing in this business, right, Larry? Because cost, we can view it like cost, what does it cost me for this sale? And then what does it cost me long-term if I recommend something that I shouldn't have recommended, push somebody somewhere where they shouldn't have been pushed, right? Upsold Mm -hmm. when they shouldn't have been upsold, right? Or pulled back when I shouldn't have pulled back, right? right. Didn't go for the close because I was, I was, uh, whatever, for whatever reason I was lacking that, uh, that, that faith or that confidence when in reality, now they're going to buy a prospect or do business with, buy a a product or do business with a company that's clearly inferior. And they're going to miss out on an opportunity with us. Yeah. It all goes, it all goes back. I'm I'm sales nerd. So it all goes back to Marcus funnel never lies. And it, it causes us to do things that sometimes we wouldn't do if the funnel was full. Mm -hmm. That's That's right. Exactly right. Yeah, and one of the best ways to get the funnel full is video, and and we've got uh, an interesting conversation <laughs> teed up here, Marcus. My understanding is that over the last couple of years, you have personally watched over one thousand sales calls on yeah. video. First yeah. of all, wow! <laughs> second of all, congratulations uh, on yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, I, I second of all, what did what did you learn? Like what what do you see? It's really fascinating. I'm sure they weren't all great. We could spend we could spend probably <laughs> six hours on this. I'm not kidding. So um, I have you know I've spent at the beginning of COVID. I said okay, I'm going to go all in with virtual selling, video video sales because it's what the marketplace needs right now more than me necessarily talking about just marketing stuff. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk a lot about sales stuff. And so spent a lot of time training sales teams, some very large enterprise sales teams some national, international brands that everybody knows, working with the sales team, watching calls after calls and then seeing the same patterns of behavior, good and bad, regardless of country even. That's where it gets very interesting too, is sometimes people say, that's a cultural thing. No, (laughs) we see bad behavior and good behavior. What works, what doesn't work, doesn't really change very much across the board, right? So let me just give you just just a couple of ones that are just so obvious. But and, and by the way, if anybody hasn't read Gong's studies on this, they are so powerful. Gong is the uh, sales call recording yeah. uh, tool out there, like like a chorus, or mm-hmm. so there's Gong, Chorus, and others. And they've done some amazing studies on this, and, and they have also picked up on a lot of the uh, bad habits. So let me just give you let me just give you one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to recite it out off the back of my head here, but it's one that they found that if you say the phrase "absolutely" or "perfect" more than four times on a sales call, you drop your closing rates by 16%. Now, oh. here, where's this come from? What happens is salespeople tend to have almost like a conveyor belt style of questions that we'll ask on a typical sales call or demo, and then. When the person, the prospect responds, we tend to respond to their responses the same way. If we respond with the same word more than four times, four times or more on the call, sales rates plummet, closing rates plummet, simply because they know we ain't listening. We're on autopilot. <laughs> Absolutely, Marcus. Are you talking like a filler? Hey, <laughs> Good, Darrell. That's exactly what it is, right? Are you talking like a filler word? It's a filler word. Yeah. Right. And what we have is filler responses to responses. Mm, yeah. So the people, it, it, they're, we're not really hearing what they're saying because, and this is the root cause, right? So you say, what's the root cause? The root cause is we know the questions we're supposed to ask, but we as a whole suffer from not understanding the power of going deeper 
the mm. why questions that are true discovery-based questions, right? There's a bunch of other ones. Let me give you a classic one. Maybe the <laughs> most classic with multiple decision makers. The biggest mistake we see with multiple decision makers on a video sales call is you should never, ever, ever, ever ask a question to the group in a video sales call. Because as soon as you ask a question to the group and not to an individual, what happens? Awkward yeah. silence, like awkward. we just had right there. Right. Also, now, as soon as you have an awkward silence and people are looking at each other like, you go, no, you go, then all of a sudden, two people speak over each other. Yeah. Once they speak over each other, that disrupts flow. And then someone says, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. And what happens is the <laughs> alpha ends up taking over the call, whoever the alpha is. And right. then the, those that are not the alphas, they end up sliding into the shadows and they don't participate in the call. And therefore, we don't build relationships and trust with everybody on the call. Great salespeople. They raise all boats that are on the call. Every single person feels better because they were there. Everybody feels heard. Everybody feels understood, which is why when you ask a question to a group, you say, so Larry, what would you like to cover today? And Daryl, what would you add to that? And Jeff, is there anything that we're missing here? And Ginny, what were you thinking that you wanted to discuss, right? These are the phrases that we should be using always to individuals by name, Last one I'm going to say, just because I know we don't want to spend all call on this, but the last one I want to say, which is one of the most classic, is when people have decks, like slide decks and, and such, for the love of all that's pure and holy, why did we feel this need to, as soon as we share our deck, to never stop sharing it again until the end of the call? Why in the world do we have a slide that says questions at the end of the call that lasts 10 minutes and it's on the screen for 10 minutes. <laughs> Meanwhile, our faces are minimized and they can't even see us because they're still looking at questions on the screen. You see, we're loaded with bad habits across the board. And oftentimes it's not because we're not trying. It's because they haven't been trained how to sell and carry great conversations over video. Oh, I think so, this is so fascinating. Good. It is. Because because if you think about what we're talking about here, this is the first time in history of thousands of years of selling that we've ever recorded sales calls. We've recorded yes. practice sessions and stuff like that. But, you know, the numbers don't lie. The video doesn't lie. These are, you know, this is a really interesting window into not just video selling, but I can see all of those things that you've talked about so far working their way into face-to-face -face conversations. We've all probably been doing it for decades. Well, it's it, this is like, you know, it used to be that the sales manager might have a few ride-alongs mm -hmm. a year with their team members, okay? At, at most, a, a couple of quarter. Now we can ride along whenever. Mm -hmm. And what's really sad to me is oftentimes with our trainings, I'll end up training the teams, but also the managers because the one-on-ones haven't evolved with technology. Because if we're not spending a lot of time talking about the technical components and just, just the communication elements of those video sales interactions that we're mm -hmm. having, we're missing huge opportunities. I mean, we have so much discovery and call recordings. And with AI mixed in, like I mentioned, the courses and 
in the gongs of the world, it's unbelievable what we can find out. You know, it's it's uh, it's like um, just like they have found, and it's obvious, right? But they have found that the more speaker switches you have on a call, the higher the closing rates are. Speaker switch means you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk. Whereas if you look at most of the calls, what happens is one person talks for five minutes, another person demo time talks for 10 minutes and then says, do you have any questions? No, keep going. Uh, more demo. Uh, got any questions? That sound good to you? No. All right. Keep going. You don't have speaker switches. Right. The greatest sales people and the greatest communicators switch back and forth, back and forth, because it's true ping pong, right? Conversation that's happening. See, here's what's interesting is, again, if sales leaders and salespeople nailed this, just think about when you go face to face, how much stronger your communication would be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's night, night and day yeah. difference. Because ultimately, Larry, to your point, it's all principles, right? Yeah. If we understand mm-hmm. the principle of the thing, the root cause of the thing, the why of the thing, then it transcends sticking yep. video calls or sales, and it becomes how we build trust in yes. relationships, in all walks of life. And that's what makes me sad when somebody doesn't understand stuff transcends. If you get the principle, and that's why I'm not really into like, you know, the traditional 80s. What do you say if somebody says this and here's the exact <laughs> phrase that you use? Like, that's, yes. you, that's dumb. Like, come on, learn the principle. Because mm-hmm. if you learn the principle, you can apply said principle to any situation, a scenario across the board, that's powerful. Then it doesn't matter what the prospect says or the customer says, because you're always prepared for it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect That means, dude, you weren't paying attention. Come on. (laughs) Actually, this is, this is fantastic. And by the way, just a huge shout out for everyone watching um, the visual sale. Um, If you're listening in the visual sale by Marcus Sheridan, it's, this is a fantastic playbook on how to use video. And, and there's so many nuggets in here. First of all, thank you for writing this to salespeople. Uh, the chapters <laughs> are, I think the longest chapter in this book's five pages, which is wonderful. Uh, that's <laughs> Our right. Very path. intentional. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. But you know, at the beginning of this book, you make the case that video is an incredibly powerful tool for salespeople to build trust. Why do you think that video is so revolutionary when it comes to trust building. Well, you know, first, first of all, a hat tip to my good friend Tyler Lassard, right? Mm-hmm. Who is is the co-author of the book, and he loves to talk about video in terms of the four E's, which are it's it's engaging, it's educational, it's emotional, and it's empathetic. If we do it the right way, all right, that's what makes it so compelling. But if if you look at where we are today, it's like never in the history of the world. Are we in this place of, I want to see it to believe it. And as a society, we are becoming more digitized every day. And so as we become more digitized, we have to ask ourselves, how do we humanize along the way? Because we can humanize and digitize at the same time. They don't have to be polar opposites. A lot of times people think they do. So, well, if I'm doing video and video sales, I'm going to hinder relationships. That's not true. Whoever said that, they need to be kicked in the ankles because the reality is we have the ability to have so much more face-to-face selling because of video than Mm -hmm. we've ever had before. You see, we use that phrase the wrong way, by the way, face-to-face selling. We're having a face-to-face experience right now. Yep. 
That's what we're doing. I, the only thing I don't know is how tall you all are. I do know I can see your face and I can sense your body language in many ways like mm-hmm. I would if we were in the boardroom. Is it the same? No. Would I prefer to be in a boardroom in many ways? Yes. But the idea that this isn't face-to-face is naive, right? Which That's is right. why we've got to get on the train. And because we can be so efficient with it in so many ways and stand apart from our competition because they're still caught in a trap of just sending out emails or just meeting in person. And that to me is not the game that we're in. I'm looking at technology and I'm saying they can get to know my face. They can get to know my voice. They can get to know me long before we shake hands in person. Now that is powerful. Oh, dude, that is so good because that when you just focus, let's just say, for instance, we just focus straightly on email just for a moment. That can be misconstrued in so many different ways. Yeah. But when you put your face in front of a video camera, you can lean in, you can draw somebody in, they can tell your passion, they can look in your eyes, they can tell your voice inflection. You cannot do that via an email. Because how many email how many emails go awry? Because I put I put an exclamation point after, hey Marcus. And you might think I'm shouting at you, whereas I can just totally excited I'm sending you an email. Such a great point, Larry. And there's so many more too, right? Like for example, the average person talks three times faster than they type. Now in the sales world, oftentimes that's more like a five to one ratio, right? (laughs) And so it's just efficient. Why in the world, if somebody sends us a longest question that requires a longish answer, why in the world would we write something that takes 15 to 20 minutes and then we got to check our grammar? And then to your point, we risk being misunderstood. We haven't built that personal relationship, whereas we could have created a video that took five minutes all in one take, right? Because if we were with them in person, we'd have done on one take. We wouldn't have repeated. Right? Mm-hmm. And now we're much more efficient and we've separated ourselves from everybody else and we haven't been misunderstood They've clearly, clearly heard it, seen it, understood it at that point. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. And that's where (laughs) (laughs) that's this is this is yeah, so practical on this because I think you're absolutely right in terms of salespeople go, that's that's too inefficient. No, it's the exact opposite. This is actually more efficient and more effective at the same time. It's a double win. I've never met anybody that actually was doing it that said it was inefficient. That's the problem. Yeah. We love to say things are inefficient when we either are not doing them or we haven't learned to do them well. It's total BS if we're being very honest with ourselves. Video is as efficient as anything we've ever – like. Just it's unstunning. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And all the ones that are saying it's inefficient, they're sitting there watching Netflix for 10 hours a day because they enjoy watching <laughs> <Yeah>. video. <laughs> no, but here, here's, here's the thing, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. We got two rules, Larry, two rules to video. And I, when I go into sales teams and we're teaching them on camera performance, and this is really important because I think a lot of companies don't take the time to teach on camera performance. And then they say things like, Hey, go do social video. Hey, (laughs) go do uh, send one-to-one videos over email. But yet they just don't give them some general pointers of how do you want to engage the camera? There's two fundamental rules that we teach everybody. The first rule is this, it's called the no stop rule. That is, once you start recording, in your mind, you're saying, no matter what, I'm not going to stop. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, if you know you can stop, you end up stopping a lot more. Number two, 
I ask salespeople all the time, when was the last time you were in a sales meeting? You've been going on 5, 10, 15 minutes, and you suddenly stopped and said, I totally whiffed on that. Can we just start the whole thing over again? Like, that's never happened. Yet we do it with video all the time, right? It's like, come on, just keep going. Sure, you, you flubbed it up. Keep going, guy, right? Now, the second – so that's the first rule. We call it the no-stop rule. Now, the second rule, it's a bit – it sounds silly, almost cheesy, but it's incredibly important and effective. And I'll tell you why here in a second. We call it the three-second smile rule. Three-second smile means this. Before you start recording, you smile for at least three seconds. Right? And you hold the smile into the recording of whatever you're going to do. So whenever you start a video, you should be coming off your smile, not going into your smile. It changes your right. state. It yeah. changes your body, et cetera. The number one, the number one um, like comment that salespeople have made to me once I – if I was training a team and they started developing a culture of looking at themselves on camera and looking at their recordings, they said, my goodness – I realize I don't smile nearly as much as I thought I did. And so the smile affects everything. It affects the energy on the call. It affects the mood. It affects the tone. And uh, and it's one of those like secret weapons that we have as humans that we have to leverage. We've got to be a lot more, I'm not talking about fake smiling, but a lot more intentional with our smiling when we're on camera and it goes a long way and it makes a big difference in terms of our ability to communicate at our best levels. It's so interesting because... Um... I watch all of it. Daryl doesn't do this, Marcus, but I do it only because I, I try picking up on things is I will watch our podcast back. I think that's a great just mm-hmm. just to pick up on it. But here's what I picked up on. And you just nailed it is the facial features mm-hmm. is, you know, I don't it's so important. And, and that's why I try to watch watch them back and see how I'm reacting to the person as they're speaking and so forth. Because so this is an interesting debate, Larry. I'm glad you bring this up because I've seen people. I mean, I know I have close friends that recommend just turn your cameras off. It's so effective turning your camera off when you're on a sales call. And, and, and or well, you set, wouldn't put a bag or, on your head on a face to face call. Well, what I'm referring to, I'm, and let me let me state it better. No, which it's is, all good. that's crazy too. But what I'm referring to is they move it, they adjust their settings so they do not see what they look like when they're on uh. camera. Now, to me, I always want yeah. to see what I look like yeah. simply because – now, here's the reason. People are looking at themselves, and they're judging themselves, and that's why they say, well, I don't want to do that. Whereas when I'm looking at myself, which I'm looking at myself when we're having this call, am I bringing my best self yeah. to the moment right now? Is yeah. my smile in my energy, in my shoulders, in my posture, is it where I want it to be? And so we have to develop a better relationship with what we see. I mean, we're bringing ourselves to the stinking boardroom. They're having to look at us the whole time. I don't think it's a big deal to ask ourselves to look at ourselves and say, am I bringing my best self to this moment right now? So I actually recommend that you keep your camera on, that you learn to look at it from just an analytical perspective saying, okay, how would I view myself right now? If I didn't know me, what would be Mm -hmm. my perception of that person that's on the screen? God. And that's a yeah, that's a cold glass of water in the face, literally. And and it, but it's an important one that we that we pay attention. I love our friend Julie Hansen that <laughs> talks about resting business face, right? <laughs> such a such an important thing, and and it is so yeah. easy, so easy to do. So true, and it, it's really interesting. My wife came to me like five years ago. She said, "Honey, you got a problem." I said, "What's my problem?" She said, "You've got a terrible resting bee face." I said, "What?" 
I, I said, that's just what I look like when I when I'm thinking hard. She said, yeah. that might be what you look like, but everybody else see, sees that you got yeah. a resting bee. And so that's the impression they're getting from you. And I thought to myself, that's right. Too too often we hear, you know, folks say, you know, it's just not really my thing. Smiling's not my thing. I'm like, well, you know what? You were born with a smile. You were born with the ability to sell, but we all came out the womb smiling. That's true. Yeah. That's a natural human thing. And so when we got in the profession of sales, we gave up the right not to smile. We gave up that right. We said, That's you know right. what? I'm going to bring my best self when I am with people the rest of my life because that's the profession that I've chosen to be in. Yeah, I, I, I love this because I'm just a the firm believer if salespeople and sales leaders out there can nail what we're speaking about right now, watch what starts happening in the depth of your conversations. Mm-hmm. They take off like none other because though – you may not be comfortable with it. You're going to have to learn how to get comfortable with it because your clients and your buyers and, and everybody else are going to expect it. Well, that's the thing, right? And do we want to be like everybody else? Yep. Or do we want to truly separate ourselves, humanize ourselves and the way that we sell? I don't want to be like everybody else. And I do want them to feel like, I just feel like I know you. I, I, I haven't met you, but I feel like I, that to me is so pleasing, right? I mean, you've watched me, Larry. Um, oh. You've watched me speak. And ideally, the person that I am right now is the one that you expected based on what you saw on camera, right? Because if I, if I don't <laughs> reach that expectation, somehow I have, I have failed my audience. Um, hey, can our, I get an amen on that one, Marcus? Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> you know, as we wrap up, one of the things we've been advocates for here at Selling from the Heart is sales leaders need to build their value and, and they need to position themselves as thought leaders. And so for many, many years, there's bristling by so many sales reps are going, well, I can't write it. Larry, Daryl, I, th- I don't know how to write a blog article. That's not me. Well, guess what? You can put a video camera in front of your face and you can build thought leadership. I'm curious what your ideas or recommendations would be to a sales professional that wants to establish their credibility. How could they use video to do that? Well, obviously I have, um, you know, my brand was strong before I started doing LinkedIn, but it really, really took off after I committed to doing LinkedIn. And part of my LinkedIn strategy is doing, is doing video. And it's one of the, the power of forcing yourself to say, all right, like in my case, I'm going to post on LinkedIn 300 times a year. So I'm going to do, I'm going to share my thoughts. Someone's going to be on video. Someone's going to be on, uh, with text, but I'm going to do it. I'm committed to it. And it forces me to have that very intentional, what am I trying to say moment every yeah. day, which is really powerful. What am I doing that's working? What am I doing that's not working? And as you start to share that with the world, what's so stinking cool is you really do figure out what you're trying to say. You figure out what you're sent here to do. You figure out your purpose. You figure out your mission. You figure out what your gifts really are, what your genius is. I've discovered all the, all the things I feel like that, that are really deep-rooted within me now that I know are my gifts. I discovered because I forced myself to verbalize in some way, what was on my mind. And to your point, Daryl, you ain't got to be Victor freaking Hugo to do this. At this point, all we got to do is get on 
put our stinking phones up and start saying what's on our mind. And it's going to resonate with the people it needs to resonate with. And it might not pop and go big today. And it might be a long-term thing. And if you never get a single follower, which you will, but if you never do, you will get the benefits from really forcing yourself to understand what is the gospel according to you? That's mm-hmm. what you're going to write as you are producing those videos or writing those little posts or whatever that thing is. That's the value in the thing. And I think everybody has an opportunity with it. it it's so good. And I think even yeah. taking that one step farther, and I'm a firm believer in this, the biggest thing, at, at least looking at this through the lens of a salesperson for a moment, is this is how you build community. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how you can get your clients to engage on your contact or content, your future clients, people, influential people out in your marketplace. It's and you, when you consistently show up, and I and I saw this when I was in the sales world is when you consistently show up, you start building a community and building an audience who then start looking for it and they anticipate it. And when you go dark for a little bit, you get messages like, "Are you okay?" Where were you? Larry, right? if we just if we just obsessed over the questions we hear every single day from prospects oh, and said, yeah. I'm just going to answer one of those a day over video yep. in five minutes, I'm just going to just release it to the universe. We're professionals at answering those questions. We yeah. do it every single day. And so imagine what you would do right there. That's the essence of really they ask you answer. That is the visual sale. And then you become that trusted expert, that trusted voice. When so many others are not standing out, you are. It's amazing what will happen. And then somebody comes to you one day, like you all have heard before, and they say, I feel like everything I learned about X, I learned from you. That's just so beautiful oh, powerful, right? Huge. Isn't that great? I love it. Marcus, what a, what an incredibly powerful and practical conversation today. This has been great. I just am so grateful for you sharing time. How can people get more Marcus Sheridan in their lives? Yeah, come to LinkedIn. That's where I live. <laughs> um, I'm not on Facebook because it's sad, but you'll find me on LinkedIn because it's happy, right? So make sure you connect with me there. But uh, fellas, this was this was great. I love what you're doing. I love your mission. I love that you've got a mastermind for sales leaders because it can be lonely as a sales leader. Absolutely. So I think that's I think that's incredibly important. But uh, your mission and selling from the heart is a powerful, powerful theme and phrase. And uh, so a hat tip to you too. Love yeah, it. and hey, and one last thing before you split. Cause this just popped into my head. Video has not killed the radio star. It actually <laughs> does the complete opposite. You're you you're hundred percent right. There's room. There's room for all of them. Trust me. Now I just, sorry folks. I just dated myself, but I had to throw that one out there. I love it. Marcus. <laughs> thank you so much. This was incredible. My pleasure. <laughs> well, video did kill the uh, analog salesperson. How about that? And I do want my MTV. So if you're not oh, engaging hey, pretty with good video, hey, that's pretty good, Daryl. Uh, you know, here we go. We aim to please here on the Selling from the Heart podcast. But this this conversation was very, very powerful. And there are so many takeaways here. But to me, the biggest takeaway was right at the beginning, which is watching yourself, maybe giving that video to some other people that you know will give you some frank and candid feedback and uh, and really paying attention and of course sales leaders you know we've uh, sales leaders you've coached your salespeople in in face to face uh, meetings in person uh, let's coach our salespeople in terms of their performance on video no and let's absolutely. let's master this no absolutely but here here's the ironic and quite quite humorous part of this is regardless of whatever you know smartphone you have Let's just say it's an iPhone. 
you have FaceTime. You're already doing video chat already on FaceTime. It's a mindset thing. Your, your face is already in front of your phone. Just put it in front of the camera and do the same thing. Absolutely. So we want to encourage you. Let's, you know, let's dive deep on this. I, I highly recommend you grab a copy of the visual sale. This is a power packed playbook on uh, how to implement effective video strategies as a salesperson and inside your company. It's very, very powerful. Larry, I'm excited about all of the things that are happening inside Selling from the Heart right now. I'm excited about the community. I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who is sharing the podcast, liking it, subscribing it, and most of all, leaving reviews. This helps us spread the word about the movement of Selling from the Heart. It is. And like I've always said, this is a lifestyle. This isn't something that you just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to try this. Authenticity here at Selling from the Heart is a complete lifestyle. Absolutely. So we welcome you to join us. Um, check out the Selling from the Heart Insiders Group, the community of authentic sales professionals. We'd love to meet you. Till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, put a video camera in front of your face, <laughs> and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.